Hey y'all and welcome back to the Wellness Homegirl podcast. In this episode, I did an interview with the amazing Nishe Conley and she's a mom, a wife, a student. She recently passed her certification test uh, and I'm so, so, so happy for her. She is a certified health specialist and health advocate specialist, I believe. Sorry, I don't know the exact title, but congratulations, sis. Um, She is doing some amazing things in the black community as far as health go and research and education, y'all. And she is doing this while pregnant and having two toddlers. She is absolutely amazing. So, y'all, here's an interview with Nashe about health and what she has going on and how you can reach her and please 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 reach out to her if you have any health problems issues with your doctors issues with your insurance anything she is an advocate for health and we did this interview over zoom so listen y'all i apologize in advance if there's any minor glitches or anything like that i don't know zoom and wi-fi wherever i go they just don't want me to be great but it is a great interview and you will learn some new things you will gain some knowledge and i hope you all enjoy hey sis i've been in your shoes I've wondered how to step outside of my comfort zone and live the bold and fulfilled life that I wanted and now know that I too deserve. I know what it feels like to struggle as a single mom, to struggle with lack of money, to struggle with lack of resources, lack of self-esteem, and all the crazy shit life throws at you sometimes. I have felt powerless, unfulfilled, unattractive, unsupported and unwanted for years before I had my breakthrough. There's an answer for you too. You can live boldly, have the life that you desire, break generational curses, and overcome trauma from your past. Welcome to the Wellness Homegirl Podcast. This is the mega center for all things wellness, where I will give you all of the tools, tips, tricks, and hacks to help you master your limiting beliefs and take your life to the next level based on the seven pillars of wellness. Every week, I will bring you advice, inspiring conversations, the conversations no one wants to talk about, the things you weren't taught growing up, and expert insight from industry leaders on various topics. Sis, it is time to stop just living and making it through the day-to-day motions. It is time to be well.
So, hey, Michelle, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm loving the fall season. It's my favorite season. Yeah, so, like, this, it just makes me happy. So, every day I just wake up happy and ready. <laughs> well, I know you're excited too because the summer's over being pregnant. Oh, and the summertime is not no girl, no joke. No joke. No joke. And this is my second time. My first son, I was pregnant during the summer and this one. So I, I'm just the last child. I'm happy. I'm done. No more <laughs> summer pregnancies. <laughs> Girl, I feel you. Summers in Texas is hard enough. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to bring you on my podcast to talk about like health and health literacy, health in the Black community, all of that good stuff. Is that's what I'm really trying to focus on in a lot of my interviews and you know I always say like health is wealth and so what does what does health really mean to you and what do you actually do in the health space actually so I am a public health consultant um, and what I do is I consult employers and organizations that want to create healthy and safe environments for their employees and members um, I conduct work workshops and educational courses for individuals who want to learn more about improving their lifestyles and the lives of their community. I also assess, implement, and evaluate health programs for communities that focus on health promotion and disease prevention. And I attend um, community outreach events. So speaking engagements for organizations, communities, as well as schools and other institutes, um, just to bring awareness to public health and healthy living and lifestyles for their environment. Oh, okay. I feel like we definitely need that. And especially in the Black communities, like why do you think health in the Black communities are is not very important or is not at the top of our priority list? So... With previous studies, it shows that it's a poor health conditions in the African-American community because majority of this our culture lives in poverty. When you live in poverty, you lack resources, accessibility to quality resources. Um, according to the U.S. Census in 2019, the share of African-Americans in poverty was 1.8 times greater than other general populations. And that's really big to acknowledge because African-Americans represent about 13.2% of the total population in the United States, but 23.8% um, of the African-American community is in the poverty population. So it's, a, it's an issue or a public health issue, I, rather should I say, because it's harder to build resources and community centers in these environments because we lack funding and support in public health. And not saying it's not a focus, it's been a really, really big focus for a lot of professionals in my field, but to get the resources support, engaging with the communities and teaching them first, educating them first about why this is important especially when we have a lot of um, health diseases and illness within our community. Right, right. We definitely do. As a nurse, I see that a lot. And it's definitely a lack of education. Mm -hmm. 
So what are some ways that we can educate ourselves on living healthier lifestyles? So one effective way is improving our health literacy. Um, studies show that a, const, um, that a significant number of people have problems reading, understanding, and acting on health information. And this impacts personal health and healthcare resources. So you have personal health literacy, and that's when the individual has the ability to find, understand, and use information and sources for health-related decisions for themselves and others. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a, a course where I teach uh, individuals about health literacy. That's in regards to billing, um, communication with their providers. And one big thing that that improves is not just only the overall health of the African-American community, it, it lowers your uh, emergency emergency room or department um, billing, um, mistreatments, unneeded treatments, um, diagnosis, prescription taken. If you're not really understanding the health lingo, sometimes you can misdiagnose yourself when using information or relating to information because you don't have that strong health literacy. So educating ourselves and building our health literacy information terminologies that's used by healthcare professionals will ultimately improve our um, our lifestyles. Yes, and I totally agree. And I believe that it's like, a, it's a two-way street too with medical professionals, especially working, because um, me and Ashay worked at JPS together, which is the county hospital in Fort Worth, Texas. And being a health professional, you can't always use all that lingo and, you know, stuff to talking to patients who have no background in this because they don't know what a patella is or, you know, a stress fracture and stuff like that. And something I've recently implemented in my nursing practice is just talking to people like when because I feel like when people feel more comfortable with you just talking about you know I just pick something they have on oh I noticed you got on a cowboy shirt you a Cowboys fan like building a relationship too mm-hmm. helps to uh bridge that gap so they're not afraid to tell you about you know they they bunion on their toe or whatever it is you know because a lot of times I feel like people mm-hmm. don't give you the whole story because they're not comfortable and and public health we call that plain language and mm-hmm. using plain language is communicating and engaging with the community and how they and how they translate information. So like how you said, you don't want to go in there using medical terms. Granted, it's still appropriate as a medical professional to use the correct terminology, but you just got to take it that step further and explain to them, okay, this is what I'm saying when I when I say this term or this statement, this is what it is. And like you said, building relationships, you cannot be successful in anything that you do, health-related or even um, other factors of your life, if you don't have a relationship with your patients or with your clients. Because why should I trust you in, in this journey of mine? If I don't know you, if I don't know your intentions, if I don't know the information you're really relating to me, it's going to really benefit me. But if I can trust you as a medical professional, as a public health consultant, if I can trust you, if I can, if I have that connection that you are here to support me and you make me feel like I have control of my health, 
-hmm. if there's that's where success comes and that's where success starts yeah and I think that's one thing that you know we go through all of this training to be a nurse to be you know doctors to be you know to work in a hospital period you usually have like a week or two weeks of orientation that's one thing that's lacking in educating on the professional side is that you have to meet people where they are and I think one benefit I have is that I'm, you know, pretty well-rounded. So I've worked with people and been around people from all walks of life. So I can kind of, you know, cater to different type of people. But that is something we definitely need to educate more on is. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. But yeah, I think that's uh, one thing that we need to definitely work on training in hospitals and medical facilities is um, training staff to meet people where they are, because mm -hmm. it's we're doing them a disservice if we don't meet them where they are, because they're just going to keep coming back. And when I, I see that in the ER all the time, people use it like a doctor's office. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see. What are some, um, you know, everybody thinks like, oh, eating healthy is boring. Getting healthy, you know, getting in better shape is boring. But I, it's actually fun for me. I love it. But what are some like fun ways that you think people can get active and get moving and get, um, you know, on a better, on a track to a better lifestyle? Yeah, so um, I'll first start off by saying that it's, it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's all about your financial um, well-being, the resources you have available to you um, to be able to do that, um, to find that creative way. So there's not one set, oh, going to the gym, because some people suffer from, you know, the fear of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. um, it's not dancing. Maybe some people feel uncomfortable with dancing. So um, for me, is dancing. I love dancing. Um, I used to be a, a cheerleading coach. So creating routines and doing different dances really was something that kept me active, kept me going. Um, I love going to the gym. Um, being a mother now, I love to work out with my kids at home. So just having some like dumbbells or a rope, even sometimes I use my kids. <laughs> and that's a fun way for me to also get to work out. But at the same time, I'm able to um, be with my kids and implement like healthy living and lifestyles with them. Mm -hmm. So um, it's right. really- Let him in, okay. <laughs> Y'all listen to Shay, yeah. baby, he trying to get in. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, being, being a mom and just being cautious of stuff that's going on in the world, of course, you know, you just got to make certain sacrifices. And my, my youngest son decides he, um, he wants to be under mommy all day. But anyway, so um, it really just depends on a big part of it is the financial beings, your confidence and uh, comfort level to which you do. So what I would really recommend, what you're passionate about, what is it? that gets you going. If it's mm -hmm. just walking outside with a friend, I have a client, older lady, suffer from um, diabetes. And she's, of course, she's really not into going to the gym. So what she likes to do is being around her friend and family. Um, so they go walking. And what I do is make sure that 
her, she have a support system outside of myself mm-hmm. and her family to make sure that she's going walking um, every day or even going outside and playing. Something as simple as that, you may not think like, oh, I'm really doing any physical work, but you are, you know, just keeping your body moving regardless of what it is, is and whatever makes you happy. That is the best way, or that will be a fun way for you to get active and get moving. Yeah, and I would definitely say even try out some new things, like go on Groupon, see if they have dance classes available, you know, for cheap, you can try out. Um, I know here they have like aerial yoga where you can do them with the bands, uh, hot yoga, like there's so many different things you can try out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this, I, uh, this trap yoga Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm, I'm going to do once I drop my baby girl. I want to try to trap yoga. Um, one of my friends, she's um, an LVN. She's a nurse as well. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned to me that she just did it like once or twice. And um, it was like the best thing for her. Like mm-hmm. she loved it. So even doing something as like such diff- like different as that, like, you know, Whitney say, it's all about going out there and having fun. You don't have to follow somebody else and what they do. Just figure right. out what your interests are. And that will also help with longevity in regards to this process. If you're doing something that you enjoy and that you can wake up and do every day, mm-hmm. that's the best way to have fun with getting healthy. Right. I recently tried hiking and I was like, you know, I'm a city girl. I was like, I don't know about this hiking, but I was like, I'm gonna try it. Just try something new. And I actually loved it. Like it was so nice and quiet and calm. Listen, I got scared a couple of times from some little like squirrels and pine cones, but Uh (laughs) it was in the woods, but, (laughs) but I really enjoyed myself. So that's good. That's good. I don't know about hiking yet. I'm gonna wait till my kids get a little bit, a little bit older. So I can have a little bit more protection. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it was, but um, so you said you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a student, you're expecting a new little one. You know, we balance so much these days. How do you manage to balance everything that you have going on? Um, honestly, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> but um, honestly, I practice self care. Um, and what I do, I do a lot of journaling. Mm-hmm. I do regular, as of right now, I do prenatal yoga. But before I was pregnant, um, I would do regular yoga. Um, and they have different types of yoga. It's not, you know, you can have beginners, you can have spiritual yoga. Um, and I, I meditate every morning. I read scriptures. Um, and I'm also a big planner. So I organize my day so that I don't feel overwhelmed and stressed. Mm-hmm. So in, in regards to nutrition, I meal plan and meal prep each, every Sunday. So I will cook veggies. I will cook, you know, my starches, my meats. Um, and then I will put them up in containers. So I know some people, they put meals together to where they're going to warm it up. But like how my family is, they may not want the chicken, corn, and rice that we had yesterday, mm-hmm. the next day, you know? So what I do is I separate those so I can make a variety of dishes. Right. 
um, without oh, that's having funny. To. I actually just went to the store and I was like, I'm going to do that today. I'm going to do that for Daniel since I'm leaving to go back to Georgia tomorrow. But mm-hmm. so that you can kind of switch it up a little bit. So yeah. it doesn't have to be exactly the same. And I think I'm going to do the same thing for myself when I get to Georgia. Because by the end of the week, I'll be tired of that same meal. And then I go out to eat. Right. Because you go, you go ahead and make that pork chop and some sides on Sunday and then think you're going to eat it on Friday. You probably not because you're not going to probably want that particular meal but mm-hmm. if you you still meal prepping because you have the food cooked to where all you gotta do is put on a plate pick the options you want warm it up and then you're set and that that takes stress out of you know what we're we gonna eat today oh now I gotta get up and cook for the family and then I gotta do this so mm-hmm. I do a lot of planning and organizing our days um, to make sure that things are getting done but I'm not feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Now, journaling is something new I recently just started. Um, and it, it really clears my mind. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of my journaling right before I go to sleep. So I, I'm a really big advocate for sleep hygiene. Um, a lot of people probably don't know what sleep hygiene is, but it's just the method or the, the practice you have to prepare yourself for, for bed. Mm-hmm. Um, with the terminology they use is um, sleep hygiene but I use journaling for that because I have so much going on during the day between you know my schooling and um, becoming a certified health education specialist my business with Embrace um, being a mother a wife you know you you have so much stuff you know you have so much stuff going on and mm-hmm. thinking in your mind like oh I didn't do this oh I gotta wash these clothes oh tomorrow is this journal 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 i i'm a big advocate for it because it clears your mind and that's how you can have a effective sleep um and everybody's sleep hours is different you may just need four you may just need six you may need that full eight but releasing and clearing your mind before you go to sleep is definitely going to put you in a better attitude and a better space for the next day mm-hmm. so that's basically how i balance everything with my health and wellness and with being a mom wife student uh pregnant mommy <laughs> yeah. you know I might have to try that at night because I've been trying to journal in the morning but you know sometimes in the morning you just get it got enough time to get up you dress and get out the door yeah. but I definitely love journaling I'm gonna have to probably switch that to, to my night routine I like that so uh you said you cook on Sundays get the meals and stuff ready uh what are some good places people can find like healthy recipes that taste good because you know there's this thing that healthy food is nasty don't taste good where where are some places that people can find healthy recipes so there's plenty of resources online that people can use to make healthy recipes or um, another option is seeking assistance from like dietitians or nutritionists Um, they're a really good resource for helping create um, healthy eating habits and food relationships based off of stuff that you already like. Um, But some good resources that I use um, is eatright.org, choosemyplate.gov, you have nutrition.gov, nih.gov, just to name a few of these resources. Um, And these resources are from government organizations that use scientific research and expertise to provide accurate information about health and wellness and how your food um, selection actually impact like your physical, your mental um, and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, yeah I am a big Pinterest person. Like <laughs> I love Pinterest. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of different recipes and a lot of times I modify, you know, recipes. Uh, but yeah, I love Pinterest, y'all. And um, I do, um, Food Network is one good one. I, mm-hmm. I'm addicted to Food Network, that, the, the channel. Like me mm-hmm. and my husband, he know he come home, is already on. And we actually try. Um, and this is the one way we kind of like spend mommy and daddy time together. Mm-hmm. We actually try different recipes from like the like chop or um, with some other shows that we we always is this one show called Global Globe. I think it's a new show, but they um, what they do is they challenge their contestants to do different meals from like different countries. Mm-hmm. So like we'll say like, oh, that look good. We're going to try that. And we'll like look a recipe up from like one of those resources or even Food Network since it's on that channel. And they have like detailed information for you and like the ingredients, the amount of time, which can also help you like in regards to making sure that your dinner is done by the time you want to eat but um that's a fun way also to like include your family and just get some healthy and different options but you got to be open to it though right and uh also if you have alexa like i have the little alexa little screen in the uh, um, kitchen and sometimes she'll just show recipes and you can save those recipes or you can say alexa show me a recipe for such and such and she'll give Mm -hmm. you recipes for different things but it's this guy though i had to sorry y'all that y'all kept hearing my phone because i was trying to look this man up it's a guy on tiktok i follow and he's a registered dietitian and nutritionist y'all i'm a tiktok fanatic so I, I try all kind of recipes and products and stuff from TikTok. And his name is uh, Zach Cohen, Z-A-C-H-C-O-E-N. And he's like a bodybuilder dude. But he, I, what I like about him is he gives like good recipes that are budget friendly. So, and he gives the breakdown of the macros and stuff like that. Because a lot of, sometimes I find recipes, it's a million ingredients. I'm like, listen, I'm not buying 17 spices. I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what you modify. Right. So, y'all check him out. I'll put the link in the, uh, or I'll put his name information in the comments too. So, are there any resources for people to gain better knowledge about health and wellness and eating better? Uh, what, what resources do you recommend to people when they want to get on this journey of? better eating and better living um so like the resources i mentioned earlier like eatright.org and choosemyplate.gov nutrition.gov those are like government organizations that use scientific research and you know expertise um to give you not only good recipes but give you the education on those select foods and those items on how it can impact you now everybody I guess you can say diet. Some people say just their their eating habits, uh, whatever your preference is in terminology, but it's different for everybody because everybody has different health needs. So mm-hmm. using those government or like resources are really, really beneficial because there are people that have so much experience in health and wellness and is accredited. Their like accreditation um, is ranked really, really high. So I think using websites or resources like those are really beneficial because you're most of the time they may come from a, a doctor um, or a nutritionist or a dietitian. Like 
it comes from those people that have the education and background and food knowledge and um, food relationships. So if you want to really get healthy, eat, eat healthy, build your relationship with health and wellness, I think using those resources like that can be really, really beneficial. Even using a health consultant, and that's a big part of my job, I create uh, programs for people based off their health needs on what foods are really good for them. Um, Cause every food is not good. So what workouts would be beneficial with their schedule and their um, comfortability level on, you know, physical activity. So that's something that um, I do as a health consultant is just to make sure that you are in control of your health and wellness. And I provide that education, that health literacy to build that you can be on your own going forward to practice that longevity um, in your journey of creating a healthier lifestyle. Yes, it is. And it's so important, like health and wellness should really be at the top of our priority list. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do anything if you're not healthy, like nothing at all. So definitely should be at the top of our priority list. I did a little bit of research and I found that like some benefits of physical activity and like eating better or like improve memory and brain function. Mm-hmm. They help protect against chronic diseases like diabetes mm-hmm. and heart disease lower your blood pressure, improve quality of sleep, reduce anxiety and depression, better mood, weight management. So there are so many benefits of just living a healthier lifestyle that people don't even think of. People just think of like the weight and, you know, but there's, there's more to it than just, just losing weight or being at a, you know, decent weight or whatever. Right. Right. And I like that you brought up you know, basically mental health and mm-hmm. mental health is a um, a big topic, current topic nowadays, because a lot of people are addressing their mental health a whole lot mm-hmm. more. But that's a big part of your health and wellness, your mindset. And if you with different tragedies that people may experience in their life, if it's weight, if it is, you know, bad habits as in like, um, biting your nails or smoking, um, there is a mindset. It's something that happened that caused you to experience um, disparities in regards to that that journey or approaching that journey. So, changing your mindset, practicing mental health and self care. Self care is something that everybody should do. You don't have to go to the spa every day. Um, you don't have to, um, follow what somebody else say or influence and say online because everything works for different people, Mm -hmm. but something as simple as just going into the, I used to go in the closet and just meditate, just quiet. Just, I have a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a new, and the newborn, you know, on the way Mm -hmm. I, I go in the closet and I just meditate. And my closet is far away from where, you know, their rooms are, are common areas. So I just go quiet, listen to some meditation music. And that right there is just good self-care. And it, it improves my mental health because I'm not starting to feel anxiety. I'm not starting to feel um, emotionally stressed. Mm-hmm. And when I can set my mindset to be something positive from the beginning, 
it will help me to do those healthy regimens that I have planned, such as eating healthy, making sure that, you know, I implement some of these carries or fighting my sons. Because if you're if you're a parent, mother, father, whoever, if you're a parent, a guardian, you understand toddlers, you, most of the time you can't get them to eat healthy. <laughs> right. It stresses me out, okay? Because I'm like, you're going to eat these carries. You're not getting that candy. <laughs> right. You have meat in there, yeah. Okay? So um, it, it can be, life can be stressful. And when you just get to a place where you're stressed and you're already depressed, your health and wellness can be impacted by that to where you're not um, doing the things that you need to do to be right. successful, to feel better. So I, I really say like, just practice on your, your mindset, do things like self-care that can improve your mindset, which is gonna improve your mental health that has that correlation to how you eat on which you drink, the, just getting your body moving, regardless if it's going to the gym, if it's going outside and walking with your next door neighbor, regardless of what it is, you know, to have that long-term um, healthy lifestyle, it all begins with how you think. Right, definitely. I just did an interview not that long ago with my friend Paul, who lost probably like 200 some pounds. And he Amazing. talked about mindset too. Like he had to change his mindset about you know he just wanted a better life like once you change your mindset you can definitely change your life with no matter what it is so so thank you again to Shay so much for being on my podcast how can people get in contact with you like your website social media all that stuff yeah so my website is um embrace hcn.com you can contact me through there i'm also on social media my Instagram is Nashe underscore health dot educator dot MPH dot CHES. I know it's a lot, but I'm a health educator, MPH candidate, and certified health education specialist. I'm putting it all out there for y'all. Um, and on Facebook, we, you can find us at Embrace Health Communications and Navigation as well. Okay, just one last question before we go what do you think is the number one thing that someone can start today um, to make a major impact in their health get up get up get moving mm -hmm. that's all you have to do believe in yourself that you can do it it's not my husband say this um life is not a sprint it's a marathon mm -hmm. it's going it may take you a while don't compare yourself to somebody else. But the first thing you have to do is just get up and believe in yourself and you will be successful. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for being on my podcast today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes, Ma'am, anytime. I know you'll definitely be back. So y'all, yes. thanks for listening today. Have a good one. As always, y'all, I would love to hear from you. If you want to hear about a certain topic, if you want to hear from certain experts in certain areas, shoot me a DM or a text. You can feel free to text me at 817-937-8322. 
or shoot me an email overallwellness123 at gmail.com or shoot me a DM. Y'all can get in my DMs. It's okay. And my Instagram handle is the underscore wellness underscore homegirl. And you will see me on there with Nicole. So shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, or shoot me a text. I would love to hear from you. What have I said or information I've given that's like really clicked with you? That's really like, yes, I needed that, sis. Or what information do you want to hear? Like I said, I love to hear from you. This is all for all of us to make us all better and get the lives that we want. So reach out to me. Well, that concludes this episode of the Wellness Homegirl Podcast with Whitney Nicole. Make sure you share the podcast to your stories and tag Whitney in the story as well. You never know, you may just win something for your support. Thanks for listening and see you next time on the Wellness Homegirl.